You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Hey everyone, welcome back to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. My name is Timothy Meyer, here as always with Dr. Constantine Wilkin. Uh, welcome, Constantine. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, always, always a pleasure to be here. So, um, you know, right before this, we we were chatting about sort of what we were going to go into today, and, and, and Constantine has a really good topic. So without further ado, let's hear it, Constantine. Sure. I mean, my, my thing is... is uh... <clears throat> I think over the years, quality of life sort of become has become a really big point that a lot of uh, employees or you know uh, independent contractors, anybody is is interested in, and that's not only here at this practice, but just in general. You know, people, especially as a lot of people out there probably can attest to or know the research that you know Americans typically work uh, more. Uh, than other countries, not aside from Japan, for instance, but uh, if we compare mm-hmm. it to our European counterparts, right? So it's it's just, that's the truth. That That's kind of what happens. Uh, and I think over the past, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 or so years, 15 years, maybe even more, there's been a push to infuse this idea of quality of life, balanced work and re- relaxation time. And although that's a great push, uh, it's a great idea to start moving towards that direction, somehow um, having that as a vision. But w- what I've just noticed when, you know, when I chat with different types of people is that it's a goal and they kind of were a vision or a visualization, but then that's it. It almost feels like sometimes, especially when I speak to uh, some of the, some clients that the, given that they're employees of a bigger corporation, that somehow the corporation needs to create this balance. And almost they're, they're like at the receiving end of this rebalancing act. And and for me, you know, that that's, that's a challenging position because you're kind of going back to like, well, how are you empowering yourself to do it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so to me, it's always been this idea, you want quality of life? Great, I'm, I'm all for it. And hopefully people here at the practice can attest. Uh, to it, but like, how are you contributing to it? What mm-hmm. are the specific goals that you have to create that happen in your life? Obviously, here as clinicians, we do have a little bit more flexibility in terms of timing. But you know, I I, I urge everybody, whether you work for a ruthless corporation to whether you work to a very friendly environment, what are the steps that you can actually be taking? What kind of mindset do you want to have? What kind of boundaries you're willing to set? And most importantly, I think, what price are you willing to pay for it? Yeah. So, so, so let me ask you this. Do you think that people think of quality of life as just things being easy and simple with work? Yeah, it just, it's yeah, it, exactly. It just feels like there's an unspoken expectation. Like I, I have to feel underwhelmed at work and then I somehow magically end at a particular time and then i just relax for the rest of the day like that's that's great i mean i wish that was true but as i think most of the listeners and just like i think it's a universal effect that's really not true though Mm -hmm. people feel Mm -hmm. overwhelmed at work that's why in a way not to sound whatever that's why it's called work Work by definition is taxing. That means you have to put yourself out there to actually do it. You know, there's somebody that said like you get promoted to your highest level of incompetency, highest level of incompetency, right? Because that's by definition, you're being stretched when you're Mm -hmm. being stretched with your professional, excuse me, knowledge or your intelligence or whatever the case may be, or your capacity to tolerate the stress, right? That's all work. 
So to kind of have a goal of like not being stretched or not being under pressure at work is just, to me, is just an unreasonable goal. It's not a helpful goal, I should say. A more right. helpful goal is to, okay, well, how can I develop higher tolerance for distress and how I can create boundaries so that I know my limit so that then I could recharge? That to me is just more effective way of thinking about it. Uh, rather than kind of this other idea of like magically just almost like has a, has a sense to like feeling content all the time. Uh, it's just not true. I, I, I don't know anybody like that. Right. It's like, you know, um, how do I put it? We're not supposed to go to work to relax and feel good. Right. It, right. it isn't like going to the spa or getting right. a massage. Like, yeah, it should be hard and difficult and challenging. Right. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think when people were talking about like quality of life, right? Like, oh, like work was so stressful today. Oh, like something needs to change. Well, uh, does it? Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, like, yeah, you know, like, you, like your job is probably hard and you get compensated for it. And right. um, so, so, so what are we really talking about when we're talking about quality of life? And, and, and and I think it's just another way of what I what I think you're saying is uh, there's there's a skewed perception on what we think quality of life should be, and uh, maybe taking a look at it and seeing it more so as like, you know, yes, um, work is really difficult and challenging and stressful for me, and I'm you know it 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 allows me to do the things that I like and support this and that and the other thing and you know, I need to do my best to take care of myself with that stress. And I do have to set boundaries when it does become too, too much. Right. But, but not sort of working towards this mentality of like, oh, I should always feel good and happy while I'm at work. Right. And everything should come easy. And it's just, I shouldn't feel overwhelmed or I shouldn't like think about it after I kind of quote unquote finish working hours. It's just like, that's not how we built. And I feel like if people have that expectation of like feeling underwhelmed at work, then stopping, punching out, and then just that's it. The, the, the brain stops working about work and then they come home and they have this enjoyable uh, experience. It's just not, it doesn't speak to the reality. So yeah. I think if we could speak more to how things actually are, yeah, we are overwhelmed at work. We're stressed at work. We're being stretched at work for what we need to be doing. I think that's a great thing. First of all, because it helps people grow in their in their knowledge base, and also the the caveat to that, of course, is kind of to your point, is that we have to be mindful of like the the stress tolerance skills that we have in order to be able to tolerate it, right? Mm -hmm. Like and knowing that, knowing when to draw um, a boundary, that's that is to the individual at least. That's the call of today's session to everybody uh, <clears throat> listening out there is to be mindful of that, uh, like mm -hmm. how much. Can you stretch your ability to tolerate the stress? When do you have to draw the line of where you just can't take it anymore because then it's going to be just counterproductive to be overwhelmed all the time? So hopefully just that that reframe would be helpful to see this balance of quality of life just a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really putting more so of the, you know, I need a better quality of life, um, looking at that internally rather than externally. Right. So if mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know, I need a better quality of life. So boss, change something up for me. Right. It's like, well, that that's probably not going to happen. Right. <laughs> unless, unless you have a really great boss. Right. Um, and, and instead, really, uh, you know, having that thought of I need a better quality of life. What what do I need to tweak? What do I need to change? 
Um, and I, and I totally agree with you on that. Um, I, I guess to just a follow up question for you and listen, it, there, there's no concrete measures on this, but, sure. um, do you have any ideas of like warning signs or I don't know, like when, when things start to get a little bit too, uh, I don't know, not so great or the boundaries aren't there by a, by a workplace. So um, I guess maybe another way of asking that a little bit better is, you know, um, as people are listening and they're thinking, okay, like quality of life, I understand. Is there any sort of limit or threshold that, that you think exists out there where it's like, okay, wow, my, my job is really, pushing the boundaries and they really are impacting my quality of life. <laughs> I, I'm going to be, there's a, what's it? The, the joke that I'm, I'm going to butcher, but basically it's something to like when a, a, a clinician, a psychotherapist is on, on the stand and the attorney's asking, is it this or is it that? And then the, and then the clinician goes like, well, it depends yeah. right? because there's just so much stuff out there. Well, I, I guess it depends. I think the clear warning signs, if you're using like substances to deal with it, if you're, you know, are, are like having more anger outbursts than usual, like if your desire for intimacy, let's say decreases or, or something, you're having a hard time sleeping or you can't, you're thinking about work nonstop. I think those are the basic things. Um, that be, that people can um, can look out for, but I guess my point is is it's a call for individual to spend more time in in, in sort of like introspection zone, mm-hmm. of like really taking stock of kind of where they are, how much can they tolerate, right? Like instead of like oh shit, I'm drinking too much, and that's kind of where I just need to cut out the drinking, right? Like, but that doesn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. Long term, right? Okay, that's great that you're not drinking or not losing your shit all the time. But like, what are you actually doing to improve your <clears throat> your quality of life? For instance, yeah, sometimes there's going to be some challenges where it might push you to sh- switch jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are right now talking on January 11th, 2022. As you know, there's this, the, the idea right, in, the, in the news that the great resignation is happening, right? In a way, you know, it does suggest that people are dissatisfied, be it that they're overworked, be it that they're underpaid. Uh, you know, definitely something is happening. There's more people starting their own businesses more than ever leaving corporate America because it's very, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. for some people, even radical decisions like that to start something new, getting a different profession going is, is what's needed. Yeah. Because I speak to a lot of uh, <clears throat> professionals that do very well for themselves. Uh, and it it's... Uh, it's a, it's a challenge. They can't really quit because they make too much money. But they, so our conversations are oftentimes figuring out internally where you can squeeze any amps right. so that you're able to be just more efficient and more enjoyable. I always go back to kind of that basic statement, like how much joy do you have in your life? Like how much can you tolerate the distress, learn how do we increase that ability? So that you're more likely to be able to shift set from work to personal life, right? Like those are, in, to me, a big part of it is, yes, the big bad boss making changes. But it's also like, well, how much are you learning the skills, how to tolerate the stress? Yeah. Right. I'm trying to kind of as a clinician, you know, we're not here to for me to call whatever place and say like, oh, Bob Smith over here is having a hard time. You make it less. Our job is for Bob Smith, metaphorically speaking, to learn how to tolerate some of that distress. A lot of the times it's in the individual also needs to stretch. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that's an unpopular uh, opinion potentially, but like to me, but that's realistic. 
it's not realistic to <laughs> insist somebody else change their behavior, especially if it's financially driven. Like I have a lot of people just a little side story that they have, they work for businesses, medium size, large size, right? And then a big hedge fund comes in and, and buys the whatever, the, the, um, the factory or, or, or the IT department or something like that, right? And then the people get squeezed, right? And, and then the people sometimes, the, 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 the people that work, the, the clients that I see, sometimes don't understand like, well, why are they doing this? Like, why are they squeezing us more? Why is this? Well, because they don't give a fuck about you because they just want the, the bottom line to increase, right? Like, and I have a lot of people who have this frustration. Well, we've delivered the things that they need, gave them the charts that they needed. And then they said, we're not going to listen to it anyway. We're going to do what we want, right? And then there's so much in, enormous amount of frustration. But, well, why did they make us do it? I, we, my team and I spent three months just working on it. They barely looked at it, threw it away and did their own thing anyway. Well, to me, because then we have to like put things in context, like because they don't care. Yeah. They just don't. And if you invest emotionally in this presentation and not understanding the greater context, of course, you're going to burn out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you'll have, uh, you know, uh, less satisfaction in your, in, in your work-life balance and right. all of those sorts of things. Right. So, so yeah, re really reframing your, uh, like <laughs> how, how people see their work. Right. Like not getting like emotionally invested in, in all of those sorts of things, because, well, quite frankly, yeah, if, it, you know, I, I could imagine myself being in that position if I pour my heart and soul into something and I work so hard and then someone throws it in the trash and says, no, I'm going to squeeze you more. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd feel hurt. Right. <laughs> However, if I'm looking at it, you know, kind of objectively from, from, from a work standpoint, finances, money, then you say, well, OK, I mean, it makes sense. Onto my next project. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's where it's, it's such a big thing because that would also help like not having, you know, sleepless nights thinking about it, not to completely mm -hmm. dissociate whatever or detach yourself from the project. Obviously, that's not going to work. But putting it in context to me helps mm -hmm. because you can do the job that you can, but you also can kind of put it on the back burner when you're at home, understanding that they're the greater powers that make some of those decisions. Uh, that you're not privy to or you're not informed by or nobody cares for you. I mean, again, very unpopular. No one cares what you think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. A lot of people that buy these companies, they don't care what you think. They have their own agenda and that's it. You're right. And, you know, I, I think just about everything that you see is like, oh, like, like what, what can your workplace do to, to, to increase your blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of like the the the, the shift and, and the tide of, of what we hear about anyways. Um, and no one really talks about the other side of the story. Right. right of right. like, yeah, you know, like a lot of your your well-being and your happiness really has to come from you, not 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 just your company. Right. And that's that's what the call of this conversation to the to the listener is that, well, again, I think very unpopular, but what are you doing for your quality of life? What are you doing to reframe how you see situations? What are you doing to improve your life? Um, and, and that's really, <laughs> to me, that's a, that's a big part of it because waiting for a big company who's, who cares more about bottom line to change things. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's great companies out there that at least I hear that have sort of more of that and embrace kind of a, more of a collective or community approach. Those companies do exist and I'm sure they attract a lot of great clients. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not everybody. Most people, at least uh, I know I speak with, that's not the company they work for. They company, somebody comes in, wants to squeeze more, and they are, <laughs> you know, 
at the bottom, you know, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about taking care of yourself and, and, and making decisions and putting yourself first and not waiting for anyone else to do it. Right. Right. Especially if you feel like the company is doing it to you. I would never suggest doing that if there's a company that is invested in you and to make your growth. You know, I'm sure there's companies, small and big companies out there that exactly do that. But again, if you're not feeling valued, you're not feeling like your voice kind of, even on a small scale, matters to how things are moved forward, then that maybe is a sign to kind of either readjust your expectations mm-hmm. or potentially start thinking about, you know, figuring out other options where you would, your voice would feel heard and your voice would be at least somewhat appreciated for the work that you've done. Yeah. I'm, I'm so I, I think this might be my last thought. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I think about one person in particular who's who's very dissatisfied with his work-life balance, and, um, you know, um, we we speak about it often, and um, he, and he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't do anything <laughs> about it. You know, he's he's kind of just like like waiting for his job to change. And you know, I said I was like I don't I don't think that they're going to change. I think this is the system right. in which you're in. Right. So, you know, uh, how do we cope with it? How do we work with it? Um, and do we move somewhere else? Right. And, you know, maybe seeing this as a stepping stone, looking at the bigger picture, kind of like all of those things. It's like, yeah, your, your work life balance might not be on point right now. And what's the plan? How do we cope? How do we refocus, reframe? I think it's hugely important because if you put it outside of yourself and you're just waiting for something, I don't think it's ever going to go. Yeah. And, uh, and then you can spend 20 years just, basically complaining about that somebody else who's not invested in your health <laughs> to, to make changes for your health. Like that's, that's a tall order. Yeah. You know? the, 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 the CEO or whoever is sleeping just fine at night, not thinking about you as you're right. as awake and, you know, worrying about <laughs> shaking your fist in the air. Right, right, right. Especially as bigger company, 100,000 employees, you know, nobody, they don't make decisions based on that. Again, that, that's not necessarily a bleak picture, it's, but it is a call to realize that you work. Work is in a way supposed to be stressful because that's why it's called work. Uh, you get compensated for the work that you get to enjoy other things. And the la- lastly is to kind of spend more time figuring out where you can, what productive specific steps you can take. Uh, to make some changes, right? So if you can see it that way, changing how you see it, noticing the financial uh, compensation and taking active steps, at least hopefully you're a little bit more empowered to move your quality of life forward. I agree. And I hear you. And (laughs) that's the hope. And, and, and we're going to call that the, uh, the, the site guy's unpopular opinion of the week. Exactly. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I can't wait what people have to say on social media about this uh, this little thing that we've done here today. But uh, again, uh, if you feel that this was fair or unfair or whatever else you guys have to say about our, our topic today, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, hopefully if there's some provocative questions that are being asked, Tim and I are more than happy to, um, to address them in our next, uh, next podcast. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we hope that you enjoyed the show and please make sure to subscribe. We love to interact with our listeners. If you have something you'd like to comment on, ask us about, or hope to hear on the show, please message us on Facebook or Twitter at last session of the day with the site guys, or send us an email at lastsessionotd at lukeandcenter.com. Hope to hear from you soon and tune in next week for another engaging episode.
this has been the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. See you next time.